You are listening to the Business Life and Coffee Podcast, Episode 6, brought to you by Jumpstart HR LLC. On today's episode, you'll learn what one Southwest Airlines senior advisor thinks about corporate social media strategy, and you'll learn about his former life as an entrepreneur. What's been the key to his success along the way? Focusing on key strengths and seeking out mentorship. Today, I'm speaking with Curtis Midkiff Jr., Senior Advisor of Social Business Strategy at Southwest Airlines. We won't have an article of the week this week, but if you want to read something cool, check out Complex Magazine's coverage of President Obama eating leftover salmon in the Alaskan wilderness. No matter what you think about his politics, that is some pretty macho manly stuff right there. Grab a cup of your favorite brew and let's get started. If you've recently started a business, why take away time from what you're good at? only to focus on difficult, pesky HR problems. Jumpstart HR LLC offers a better solution. Jumpstart HR provides HR outsourcing support to US-based small businesses and startups, and was recently ranked among the top 10 HR outsourcing firms in the country, according to businessnewsdaily.com. From recruitment to employee handbooks to legal compliance, Jumpstart HR helps you get peace of mind about the people in your business. Visit jumpstart-hr.com for more information or follow on Twitter at JumpstartHR. Jumpstart HR, let's build a better business together. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee. Uh, this is Joey Price, CEO of Jumpstart HR, and I'm here with a good friend, Curtis Minkiff of uh, Southwest Airlines. Tell everybody hello, Curtis. Hey, everybody. Good to be here. Uh, if it's all right with you, Joey, it's a little too hot down here in Texas for me to have coffee, so I, I got an ice-cold glass of water, but we can still talk business <laughs> and life. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's like 80 degrees here in Maryland, but I still have to have my coffee. Um, <laughs> well, uh, tell, us, tell us about yourself, Curtis, and your role at Southwest. Yeah. You know, um, I am originally from Seattle, Washington. Let's see, I went to undergrad at Morehouse College and went to grad school at George Washington University and I guess started my career like everybody in D.C. I thought I was going to be in politics. And um, I was in politics for about nine years working for a political action committee. And then um, I uh, became an entrepreneur in 2005 to 2010. And um, once I found out Joey was an entrepreneur as well, I couldn't compete, so I went back into the <laughs> into the corporate world. Um, but no, I went to the corporate world in 2000, 2010, um, uh-huh. uh, re-entering the corporate world as as a, a social media subject matter expert. And so, okay. the last five years have been very eventful. Um, I've been a director uh, or a social media leader at three different organizations um, in the past five years, and um, it's represented professional growth for me. So I was okay. at Society for Human Resource Management, and um, then was the director of social media at the American Red Cross, and now I am the uh, senior advisor here on the social business team uh, at Southwest Airlines. So, pretty excited about how the career has gone and 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 this most recent destination on my journey. Awesome, awesome. And I, I remember we met face to face, I believe, for the first time while you were at Sherm, and there was yep. a movie screening yep. that. Uh, that you invited me to, and from there we just kind of hit it off, and uh, I've admired your work, and I, I know I, I put you out of the entrepreneurship game back in 2010. So. <laughs> but uh, I, I and, and uh, I, I can definitely say that our our relationship has been a defining moment um, in my career. Uh, but what's been 
um, your defining moment or if you have several uh, that you want to share with the audience today? I think a defining moment in my career really was um, around uh, when I made that transition back into um, corporate life. And I think it was a defining moment because one of the things you happen to be like as an entrepreneur sometimes, you're just you're, you're in the, the business of getting things done. And so I didn't really kind of know what the true value that I had um, in this social media space until I sat back and kind of um, looked over my career and my experiences and my experiences as an entrepreneur and, and was like, what, are, what is a void that a lot of companies have? And I found that, that social media was a void. And I also found that the great thing about social media, um, being a part of social media teams in organizations was that it was an area that the companies were just exploring. So you got the best of being an entrepreneur, um, but internally. So the same kind of um, the same kind of energy you placed into uh, pitching ideas and getting buy-in from clients that you were trying to sign, um, you could take that same energy internally and go to different departments and different groups and try to get them excited about what social could do for them to achieve their business objectives. And you can also achieve that kind of entrepreneurial feel of doing something new and different because Again, in many of the cases I've been in, either the social program was new or it had been established and was looking to go uh, even further or to emerge even further, evolve. So mm-hmm. that's been a defining moment in my career, and I think I've found kind of what my calling is in terms of taking all my communications, marketing, public relations, strategy, all that experience, and finding kind of what career path uh, that would take me through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you entered the uh, social space at the right time because it, it's still an evolving concept for a lot of businesses and, and consumers, but uh, even even more so a few years back, it's kind of like, okay, well, what's a Twitter? What's an Instagram? Facebook? Isn't that just for college kids? But but you've really helped the, um, the businesses that you've been involved with, you, you really helped them understand social media and, and how to leverage it for business. And uh, I, I've, seen, I've seen your successes, so that's, that's, that's been really cool. Uh, what, what are some of the biggest, uh, or what's the biggest setback that you've overcome in your career? I think the biggest setback probably had to do with um, uh, 2009. Um, my company at the time that I was running, we... Um, we had some challenges with um, with our events that we were doing, and events were kind of a mainstay of what we were doing. Okay. And we had some professional challenges with that. We were kind of in a crowded marketplace for a particular uh, event, and and that and that was that was kind of a setback in the sense of we had different plans for how it was going to turn out, and and I think that that was one of the kind of eye-opening pieces of I learned about business is that. It's best when you're an entrepreneur in that case to focus on the unique value that you bring to the marketplace because when you stay in that lane of the unique value proposition you bring to the marketplace, you can be successful because you're unique. But when you go into a marketplace that may be your second or third um, skill set uh-huh. and, 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 and one that's not as unique where there was a lower level of entry like events, the event space, there was a low level entry. So you could be outspent 
you know, from a marketing perspective or from an event perspective. And so the skill level that's needed kind of varies. But sometimes when you're in a unique space, again, when that requires a unique set of skills. And so I learned that. And, and so one of the things that I learned from that was just really, and that's how I've shaped, you know, this phase two of my career is really focus on what are the unique things that I could bring to the organizations that I've been a part of. And, and it's that unique combination of kind of not just social media know-how, because I think there are tons of people out there that, that really get social media, but combining that with the baseline skills that I've been able to build in terms of marketing, communications, PR, um, and also what they call soft skills in terms of networking and in terms of, you know, being a good team player and collaborator. Um, you know, that was my unique value proposition to these organizations. So I, I learned that. That was, that was a tough moment in 09, but, but it, it's really, looking back at it six years later, I think it really helped me better understand a lot about myself and about my, my career. Okay. Okay, um, let, let's let's dive a little deeper in that. And uh, you mentioned the additional skills that you learned, and so much in the so much in the workplace this day, these days are about uh, professional development and, and adding skills. Um, could you could you talk a little bit about how your skills complemented your your career trajectory and your strengths? Um, what I mean is is uh, so many times we can say, "Oh, I want to just—I just want to learn a new skill." You know, I want to—I want to show my employer that I can be great in X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, but it may not directly enhance what you're already doing in your in your key skill set. So, uh, for those out there that are listening that are in careers, um, would you suggest that the next skill that they learn sort of piggyback off of what they're already doing, or um, go out into new territory? I think the piggyback is good. Like in my case, um, in my case, I think that being able to apply social platforms and social media innovations to business, being able to understand that piece made me a better marketer, a better communicator. And so those were the skills that kind of were the benchmark skills. Because what, what tends to happen, especially in the social media space, is a lot of times decisions come down to when it comes down to employment decisions and things like that, come down to because social's new, maybe the three people being considered all have the same level of knowledge of like how to use Facebook, Twitter, blogs, et cetera, et cetera. Then it comes down to the second level of, okay, but what is there what what are things like are they strategic thinkers? And that's mm-hmm. agnostic to social. That's just like, can we put them in a situation where a problem needs to be solved and they can be strategic about solving it? And then it goes yeah. down to the, to the third level of, okay, what are their writing skills like? Because, again, social is just a forum in that sense. Mm-hmm. So you still your ability to write, your ability to communicate, your ability to tell a story, your ability to engage, all those things are heightened by social. So what I would tell people is, yes, in the workplace, I think it's important that you know, you pick up a skill that builds on it, whether you're an amazing, you know, it could be a skill like project management. Like you already are great at working with your team and you're already great. Maybe you just need project management so you, you can take on bigger projects that involve getting more people together and having having schedules and stuff. Maybe it you're a really great worker, but you're not the best communicator. So that's why a lot of people, you know, most of these companies have like Toastmasters and things so mm-hmm. that you can become a better speaker so you get better presentations so that your ideas may get more accepted. 
So it's really, you know, understand your value where you are, but understand, you know, where you're going. A lot of times it, it's important, like if you're looking to grow within your company, look at positions that are in that company and, and look at the skill sets that may be different than the skill set you currently possess and say, oh, okay, to, to excel in this company to this level, I need to bone up on this. I need to, you know, I need more experience in this. And then go and attain that experience, you know, through um, job shadowing, through mentoring, through, mm-hmm. through all those different things that are available to really help you um, plan your career for the long term. Yeah. Yeah, that's great advice. And, and there are a lot of ways that, that people can acquire new skills, whether it's, um, you know, I like to call it YouTube, YouTube University, yep. where you can, yep. <laughs> you can pretty much learn any skill you want uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, and then there are a lot of uh, free online courses, or you can, you can go to school, uh, mentors and, and job shadowing, like you said. Um, speaking, of, speaking of mentors, uh, who's been the biggest influence in your life? Oh man, um, there's there's been there's been many you know um, there's there's been many that that I've seen um, you know on the personal side my mom's the biggest influence in terms of like my character and, and my values and things of that nature. Um, my professional life has been influenced by several people. I'll just name a couple. You know my first my first pastor Samuel McKinney mm-hmm. in Seattle, Washington. He was one of the first people I looked up to for his leadership and just you know, his, his, his wisdom and his knowledge and his thirst for more knowledge. And then, um, Nate Miles, um, who basically became a big brother to me when I was 16. And and he was, he was not too much older than me, but he was really arising in his career. And I think he taught me how to network. Um, because he, I mean, this, he, he, I think he probably is the inspiration for LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is just a computerized version of, (laughs) of Nate Miles because <laughs> his ability to network and connect people and to get to know people and to bring networks together um, yeah. offline is is amazing. Um, and then I've also had, you know, mentors. Um, the, the CEO of Costco, Jim Senegal, was a big mentor to me because, you know, he played a pivotal role in my career as a high school student all the way through grad school and even beyond of just being somebody that I can look to, um, a leader of a multi-billion dollar company but still – very well connected to the employees and, and and humble, so those are those have been the people that I've that I've really looked up to throughout my life. Hmm. You, you've got a lot of uh, key influential people from from pastors to CEOs. Uh, your mom counts as well. Um, some sometimes it can feel intimidating to to reach out to a mentor or to establish a mentor relationship. But you know what's the what's been your key uh, in facilitating and starting that conversation of, hey, I'd, I'd like you to be my mentor? Well, you know, in those scenarios, because, you know, I don't want to give away my age, but those scenarios were kind of pre-LinkedIn, <laughs> you know, and, and those were kind of, those were situations that were uh, facilitated by, you know, other people, you know, uh-huh. I was a young person. But what I found, there's a second level of people that I consider like my peers who I can reach out to, kind of my peer council. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn has been an amazing tool in, in, in reaching out to those people because um, at the end of the day, I think people, no matter their stature, they really like to impart their wisdom. You know, I mean, I know yeah. I get a few of those, and Joey, I'm sure you get a lot of those, and it makes you feel a certain way like, wow, somebody thinks highly enough of what I've done thus far in my life 
to want to reach out for advice, you know, when I get that from LinkedIn, even if I've never met the person or they're like, I'm connected to you through someone else, I love to get 10 minutes of your time, 15 minutes of your time. Mm -hmm. It may take me a minute to get back, but, you know, I have a couple of those coming up next week um, where I I just feel honored, you know, and I think that that's one of the things that there's no excuse for not being a good networker in 2015 because, you know, I used to have a little bit of fear of walking up to people, but, you know, even then, one of the things I used to do, and again, Joey, you know, this will give away my age, but I used to read Black <laughs> Enterprise, right? And uh-huh. um, and when they'd have the on the move section, yeah. I used to write postcards to the people that were featured on the move, and some of them wrote back to me. And this was before email, too, unfortunately. Oh but, wow! So this goes back. <laughs> but I'm so so this, this was before Al Gore created the internet. Right. This is right before that, you know, right before. So it's just, it's just, I think that now the tools are more readily available for you to connect. So I think, you know, we use social a lot to, you know, talk about if Drake or Meek Mill had a better comeback, you can mm-hmm. also use social to reach out, you know, to people who can help you and say, look, you know, I'm a young person aspiring. What are, you know, can I get 10 minutes of your time? Or can I send you a few questions or can I – 10 minutes, you know, asking for 10 minutes, I mean, I think most people will accept that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good advice, and uh, I'm hoping a lot of listeners have been jotting that down or they hit the rewind button. Wait, I'm dating myself with rewind buttons. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> go back a little bit and uh, really take note to, to what you said. Um, Jumping, jumping gears a little bit, let's talk about the company that you work for right now, uh, Southwest Airlines. Okay. Um, they're consistently applauded for their social media and really not only their social media, but, but connecting with customers and prospective customers on a human and personable level. Um, and and we've, we've studied them a lot in, in business school when I, when I attended. But uh, what are some of the key components of Southwest social media management? And what are some effective components of uh, social media management in general? I think the one thing in, in, in my experience at Southwest, you know, these first three months for me have been a lot about um, listening and learning uh, myself. So I think one of the things that is very important here that's been really great is we've looked at social as an extension of our DNA in other areas. So, for example, mm-hmm. you know, the customer has always been been first here at Southwest. Mm-hmm. You know, the customer, everything we've done has been customer-centric. You know, everything, everything that we've done from how the airline even started, you know, was about serving an unmet need of a customer base, and we grew from there. And it's about our customers, and then here it's about our people. And I think that one of the great things social has allowed us to do as an organization is just tell that story in a different forum. You know, it's not that we created a persona that's different from our offline, online, which mm-hmm. a lot of brands, mm-hmm. a lot of brands mistakenly do. We just were able to take the best of the things that people liked about us anyway and use social as a forum to engage them with that content or actually give our customers a forum to share when they need help or to share their experiences with us. And I think that, that that's the, the, the best way for you to be a great business on social media is for you to be a great business offline. Like if you serve customers well or you, or you serve clients well or et cetera, et cetera, those things translate well to, to 
the storytelling mediums of social to be able to share that or to extend your reach. If you don't, you're kind of like the leasing office at a bad apartment complex. <laughs> you know? Great analogy. <laughs> you, know, if, you know, the leasing office has state-of-the-art everything, and you walk in, and they meet you, and they greet you, and they're like, okay, now we're going to take you to the apartment. <laughs> and the apartment hasn't been updated since, you know, pre-outdoor <laughs> internet. You know, so you don't... You don't want to be that. You don't want to be, you know, you don't, you know, or a more, a more contemporary term, you don't want to catfish your uh, prospective clients, prospective customers with kind of this social media presence that's different from, from who you are. So I think that's one of the things that I've seen here. Um, there's a lot of complete buy-in here um, and support and, and that, and there's a lot of great people here that I get a chance to work with who on all levels of the company that really see how social can help us um, kind of plan for the next, 45 to 50 years, and so it, it makes it a fun environment to work in. That's great. That's great. So, um, you know, you, you laid out the synergy between your offline experience and the storytelling of the social media experience for your customers. Uh, but for someone else, for someone that's looking to get in the social media space, uh, mm-hmm. what other what what tips would you give them to to break into the field? Oh, as a professional. Yeah, as a professional. Um, I think one of the things, again, I go back to um, developing your benchmark skills, your baseline skills, because I think like all the positions out there for social usually apply for your, you to have, they ask you to have um, some sort of marketing, communications, PR, you know, kind of strategy background. So continue to, to hone those skills. I think the other piece is if you're a college student right now, Get involved in managing social communities for uh, organizations or, you know, volunteer with organizations. I think it's, it looks really great on a resume when you can take the knowledge of social that you have and reach out to your community. Maybe it's your church. Maybe it's a civic organization that needs social help. It, maybe it's a local business that doesn't have the resources to hire a full-time person, but it may be your favorite restaurant that you go to, your favorite mom-and-pop restaurant. And you're like, hey, do you guys have a Facebook page? Do you guys have a Twitter account? And they're like, Twitter? What? You know, I'll come and help you for free meals, you know. But yeah. that experience looks good, you know, because everybody, you know, professionals who are hiring for social media professionals, they understand, like, for certain levels of positions that they're hiring for, that you're not going to have 10 years of experience in social specifically. You may have a cumulative 10 years or five years of experience, and that's why most of those job descriptions say, you know, have three to five years experience in the following areas, and social could be one of them. So I think yeah. that, that I think the other thing is um, your personal social brand is important. And Joey, you do a lot of great conversation and, and 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 training of folks around that personal branding, particularly from a from a recruitment standpoint. But you know, I think that that's a way that you can show your ability to leverage social. You know, if you have a really great blog about your favorite fashions and it's designed well, and the content resonates, that becomes a part of your portfolio. Similarly, if you're going for a social <laughs> and you don't have a good personal brand on social, that could be a, a, a bad mark on your side. So I think, I think the combination of getting your baseline skills, you know, your evergreen skills, marketing, comms, PR, strategy, things of those nature, mm-hmm. getting some experience, either by cultivating your own situation or, you know, going to a small business or civic organization and volunteering. And then, again, the last part I can't reiterate enough, 
cultivate your personal social brand, um, you know, as 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 you should, you know, cultivate it. Use that as a part of your portfolio as well. Yeah. Great advice again, man. Um, I think the key there is is all about proof and, and proving that you can be an effective social media professional. Um, social media is something that's in the public eye. So when these recruiters, like from, from my perspective as a recruiter and HR person, when I'm looking to fill a social media position, if, if I'm looking and I don't see that you've already done it or you've, you've worked with what you had, um, it's very hard to justify hiring you, know, you to come on for social media if, if it's hard to see that you've done it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, you know, work with work with what you have work with what you have first and then let's see what you can do for, for the organization. Um so getting into the life part, uh Curtis, what do you do in your time off? Well, that's a good question to ask me now and then to probably ask me in about three months. Right now I try to watch sports, um, you know, I keep up with I'm a I'm kind of a tech geek, so I kind of keep up uh-huh. with the Mashables and tech crunches and kind of see what's going to be the new cool app, um, you know, those kind of things. I just moved to Dallas, so I'm just trying to learn the area a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if, if we have this conversation in about two or three months, I will say what spare time <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know, my wife and I are expecting our first child, so it'll be everything will revolve around that little person um, and what they yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. So. Naps and and milk and all right. that good stuff. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, do you have any uh, party news or updates to share? No, I just think I, I just appreciate this opportunity to talk with you, Joey. You know, um, you know, I think that what you're doing with this podcast and what you're doing with your company and and and. You know, I think you are really touching a lot of lives and really, um, I think I really respect you a lot because you you add uh, uh, humanita- humani- like a humanitarian aspect to this recruiting process with your coaching oh, and, what, you. and, what, and what you're doing and, and kind of how you're being a resource to people and, and things like that. So I think that your, your alma mater couldn't have picked a better person to, uh, to feature in those ads, I'm waiting for them to go national here down here in Dallas. But uh, I think um, definitely, um, you know, for those who want to contact me, I'm on Twitter as CL Midkiff. That's C L as in Larry, M I D as in David, K I F F as in Frank Frank. I'm on LinkedIn as Curtis Midkiff. So feel free to reach out. And um, I look forward to hearing from those of you who listen to this podcast. Well, well, Curtis, thank you. It's been a pleasure catching up. Uh, we've got a. We're probably gonna have to bring you on for another episode if we can squeeze some time in. Uh, when you get a, some free time with the baby, if that's <laughs> at all possible, right, right, <laughs> it'll right. probably have to be you know during work hours. But uh, <laughs> really appreciate you coming on board. And listeners, if you're looking to learn more about social, uh, get your break in the industry. Um, Curtis is a great, great resource. He's he's the only social media professional I know that can get DJ Jazzy Jeff to uh, come to a a, uh, a party and just just ha- have everybody have a great time. So this guy really knows social online and offline. Um, he's a great DJ too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. 
This has been another episode of Business, Life, and Coffee, the only podcast that simulates the experience of having coffee with a mentor, industry expert, or fellow colleague. If you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, and we'll read your comment on an upcoming show. You can find show notes, episodes, and resources for your career or business at businesslifeandcoffee.com. If you have a topic that you want to learn more about, but don't have time to grab coffee with an expert, email us at info at businesslifeandcoffee.com and tune in for that topic on a future episode. Also, you can reach me at Twitter at JVP said. This is Joy Price signing out and I'll see you next week. <laughs>